This is a Suno India production and you're listening to the Suno India show. Jamshed is the only one from his family in India. The rest of them are all back home in Afghanistan. फैमिली में भाई है मेरा मोम है और सिस्टर है आज भी मैंने अभी जस्ट अभी उनसे बात हुई है कि उन लोग बता रहे थे कि मुझे यहाँ से निकाल दो फिर मैंने कहा मैं कुछ नहीं कर पाऊंगा कि वो मेरे पास कुछ करने की भी वो नहीं है कि मैं उनके हेल्प कर दू जहाँ इंडिया में भी ठीक से हम लोगों को जॉब नहीं मिलता है हम इतना गुजारा कर रहा है अभी खुद को चला रहा है वो सब परेशान है वहां पर और उन्होंने रो रहा था मेरे लिए कल कर हमको यहाँ से निकाल दो बहुत प्रॉब्लम हो रही है यहाँ पर A 25-year-old Afghan refugee in Delhi, he moved here 10 years ago as a teenager. मैं अफगानिस्तान तखार से हूँ तखार उलस वाली यंग कला से हूँ वहाँ पे जब मैं था वहाँ पे बहुत उस वक्त 10 साल पहले 12 साल पहले वहाँ पे तालिबान था हम लोग ना पढ़ पढ़ता था ना कुछ नहीं कर पाता था क्योंकि वो लोग बम्पी फेंकता था स्कूल में और हम सभी ये पे पूछता था कि मेरी फैमिली से भी और सबको भी रोक के ये बता था कि अपना बच्चे को साथ में दे जिहाद करने के लिए पर हम किस लिए जिहाद करेंगे लोग वही लोग हैं मतलब अपनी लोगों से कैसे जिहाद कर सकते हैं ये कोई धर्म में कोई मजहब में ये नहीं लिखा कि अपना भाई को अपने शेर को खराब करो और अपना भाई को जान से मारो तो मैंने वो सारी प्रॉब्लम देखकर मैं अपनी भाई के साथ आया था It seems that the Taliban had no power in Afghanistan for the last 20 years due to intervention from the United States. A democratic government has been in charge in Afghanistan during this time. But refugees have been trickling into India throughout. They say the Taliban's presence was always palpable. Ab ye ladai khatam nahi hone wala hai. Ab fir se ladega log jaan marega logo ko jaan se marega logo औरतों को मार देगा मतलब कोई सेफ नहीं होगा इवन एज अफगानिस्तान Hi, I am Surya Tapamukherjee and I'm reporting on this episode of the Suno India show. I spoke to Afghan refugees Jamshed, Wali Ahadi and Zahra Mohammadi who have all fled from the Taliban. They say that on one hand India has granted them safety, but on the other hand it is a daily struggle to survive here as a refugee. 18 year old zahra moved to india only 3 years ago i said that there are many differences uh, living in india in a, a compared to afghanistan uh, here i can study i can work uh, no one is not saying me to that why you're working why as a girl you're working you're going out uh, and i can do everything i have freedom here and but in afghanistan uh, about now if i say a girl cannot go out even 
what uh, we should say about studying or about working. They cannot go out. Uh, that day, my friend said that from Afghanistan, I was calling her. She said there was a uh, girl uh, going out and a little of her hair, her hair uh, come out of her scarf and the Taliban will open her and beat her that why your hair is coming out and why you're coming out of your home now. So, of course, there are many differences between living in India and compared to Afghanistan. She came to India with her parents, her older sister and two nephews. Sadly, her mother passed away last year. Her other sister and another nephew are still in Afghanistan. It is about two years that we are living here and we leave, left Afghanistan. So how and why we lived, I'm saying about it. My sister is a widow now and um, she had many problems in Afghanistan. We were living with our sister after uh, her husband is murdered by Taliban and she has two sons. And now we are living, my sister is living here, two sons, my father and me. Her uh, mother-in-law, family-in-laws, they wanted to take her uh, sons and um, they had many problems with her. So we were forced to flee from our country and come here. And it was three years here and my mother also come here. But unfortunately, last year uh, she passed away and now we are here. Her older sister was widowed by the Taliban. Her husband, a soldier, was killed in an attack on the army. Unfortunately, last year, the same fate befell her other sister, who is still in Afghanistan. I have two sisters. Uh, one of my sisters here and one is in Afghanistan now. Um, she is also a widow, unfortunately, last year. Husband of my dead sister, which is living in Afghanistan, also murdered by Taliban. Uh, he was also an army soldier, and my mother was uh, sick, uh, and um, she couldn't tolerate, and uh, she had heart attack, and she was um, she had also awesome and unfortunately she cannot tolerate this all, and she become uh, very weak and. Um, heart attacks by heart attack and she passed away grief and trauma mark the stories of every refugee i spoke with 27 year old vali works for an ngo teaching refugees and asylum seekers like himself how to use computers he had fled afghanistan with his widowed mother and siblings uh, well when i moved in india it was in 2012 and i was at that time around 18 years old uh, I left the country with my family, so with my mom and brother and sister. And then actually because I left Afghanistan because of uh, domestic violence and also because of my paternal relatives association with the Taliban on that time. So we were forced to leave Afghanistan because uh, it was a kind of you know family business and my uncle Paternal uncle wanted me to, you know, to join, and also they wanted my mom to forcefully marry him. So because of this, we just managed somehow to flee Afghanistan, and since then we have been living in India, in New Delhi. During the government rule, uh, which collapsed officially, uh, it was technically not a rule. There was, for example, the police. There was, for example, the government. But what? happened there was that it was full of 
corrupted people in the government offices. For example, we had the human rights law and we had the women's rule and everything, women's rights uh, laws and everything. But the problem was there was nobody to execute those laws, right? So, for example, because of this uh, domestic cases, domestic violence cases, my mom so many times approached the police that time. And the police said, well, it is a your family matter. Solve it yourself. And uh, because he also had connections, uh, lots of strong connections with smugglers and also with the other people. So they said, no, we don't want to mess with him. Uh, you should solve it your own self. So that was like the case for all Afghans that uh, we fled during uh, last 10 years or 15 years when we fled from Afghanistan. Uh, that was the case that Taliban existed. Now that was in Kabul that they had still their influences and there was connections. There was like bribery. Taliban people were inside the Kabul and they were bribing them to do their work. And if you went to ruler parts, what happened there also was it was like a 50-50 rule. Like uh, sometimes Taliban were in rule and then it was government in rule. So it was not never fully a kind of, you know, uh, a government run by uh, them, which collapsed, but it was always a 50-50 thing. Zahra says that simply choosing to step out of one's home in Afghanistan was a choice between life and death. Whenever we were going to school, the, our teachers, our, uh, they, were, they were saying that please be careful, take a phone with yourself if you can, uh, because um, we cannot um, prognose that what will happen today. Because the Taliban say that uh, we will exclude the school, girls' school, they should not go to school, uh, why a girl should go to school. And uh, we had the fair and on that time also. Everyone in Afghanistan had the fair of going out, going to work, going to centers, going to schools. Everyone has this fair that if they go, they will come back or no. I was uh, going to course, um, so and the way in Dashtabarchi in Afghanistan, Kabul, um, there was a center by the name of Maud, and there were many students from coming from the older provinces and they wanted to study and they wanted to give the concor exam that we have in Afghanistan, and there were many girls and uh, boys that were martyred on the center. Uh, and I can remember it was about uh, four years ago or five years ago and uh, my friends also retired in that center. Uh, in exclusion, uh, she was in part part she was. Even they couldn't find uh, my her brother, her brother of my sister, she, my friend, uh, find the watch of her which was in her hand. And by that day, we're uh, going to hospitals to find her if uh, she's injured. But whenever she find her in a hospital, she was martyred and she died. Zahra happened to be absent on the day this educational institute was attacked. Dashtibarchi, where it is located, is a majority Hazara area. Zahra is Hazara herself. Hazara is a Persian-speaking ethnic group who mostly belong to the Shia sect of Islam. They have been historically oppressed in Afghanistan, including by the Taliban who are mostly Pashtun by ethnicity and belong to the Sunni sect. They have most problems with Shia because they are saying that you are not Muslim, Shias are not Muslim. 
so they want to kill the this is the first thing that they want to kill Hazaras because the last times every explosion I saw in Afghanistan also was about uh, Hazaras they were killing Hazaras and we have one part in um, one village in Afghanistan by the name of uh, Daishtu Barchi and uh, there are all Hazaras there are centers because Hazaras is very improving in Afghanistan um, I mean, all are improving, but mostly Hazara peoples are very uh, trying to improve because they uh, had many bad um, history in Afghanistan, and uh, that's why they want to improve. But uh, I think Taliban want—they don't want that Hazara improve, and they want to kill them. So uh, because of that, my friends uh, wants to come out of the country, but now. Now within Indian borders, Sakina Wali and Jamshed can live without fearing for their safety. The Afghans and Indians, we have like thousands of years of history together. Indians, all of them in the schools, for example, they know about Afghanistan, they know about Afghans. There are stories about Afghans in here, movies about Afghans, which were actually filmed in Afghanistan and about Afghanistan. <laughs> But life as a refugee is never easy. India does not have an official refugee policy and is not a signatory to the 1951 Convention on Refugees. Our country grants refugee status on a case-by-case -case basis and treats different groups differently. The United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees plays a complementary role to the efforts of the Indian government. Afghans who flee to India apply to the UNHCR for asylum. If successful, they are given a refugee card. But refugees say it comes with limited opportunities and is not recognized by everyone. Challenges existed, and one challenge which actually not me but all the Afghan refugees we are all dealing with is, is the lack of documentation. Now, a refugee card is given by the UNHCR, but the problem is it is not recognized anywhere. But still, it is like even in Delhi, where like uh, there is around 20,000 Afghan refugees and asylum seekers, more than 20,000, and only there are some localities, for example. Uh, some places they accept the refugee card and some places they don't accept like and uh, for example landlords they give house uh, based on that but in other parts of Delhi they don't uh, because they don't recognize this and it is also not a government uh, issued document so that is always there in the last nine years I have done as I said my college bachelor's degree major in political science but then even with the degree or without the degree my life is the same i'm still stuck in one place and i cannot move forward i want to move forward but i cannot being as a refugee in india as i have said the main thing that which stops me for example like uh, job opportunities have been there and here for me like i applied for them and then when i went to the interview and they asked me what kind of documentation i have and i showed my refugee card well they said i'm so sorry uh, we cannot give you the job based on this uh, and here also like freedom of movement like for example it is so much difficult for me for example uh, if i go to another city uh, and 
or if I go anywhere else, for example, and they ask me for identity card, and when I show the refugee card, then for like half an hour, I, I usually explain to them what is a refugee and what is a refugee card, what is a United Nations I Commission for Refugees. And then even it's so frustrating that some people will say, okay, but some people will say, well, sorry, no. So it is that thing, that kind of feeling, like you don't feel like, okay, you're not free. You can just try to live and survive, uh, but you cannot move forward in life. Jamshed started working right away after getting his refugee card as a teenager. But the lack of job opportunities makes him vulnerable to exploitation. जी मैंने पढ़ाई कम किया यहाँ पर अगर मैं पढ़ाई करना था था तो पढ़ाई करने के लिए मतलब पैसे लगते हैं ना तो वो पैसा नहीं था हमारे पास नहीं पढ़ सकता फिर मैं कमा के उतना करता था और अपना भाई को मतलब थोड़ा पढ़ाया यहाँ पर और खुद को भी पढ़ाया पढ़ लिया है मतलब इंग्लिश भी पढ़ लिया इंडियन लैंग्वेज भी सीख लिया फिर उसके बाद मैं काम काम पे ही लग गया अगर काम नहीं करते तो हमें नजर मिलते ना खाने के लिए कुछ मिलते हम उन्होंने मुझे कार्ड दिया मैं अपनी किसी रेस्टोरेंट में काम करता था उन लोग भी अपना लोग था उन्होंने मुझे बहुत परेशान किया था और वो चाहता था कि मेरा काम करो और जिस दिन हमकी दिक्कत होती कुछ बीमारी होती थी वो कोई चुप्ती नहीं देता था फिर हम लोग बहुत थके थके हुए थे कुछ भी नौकरी लेके कभी मिलता था कभी नहीं मिलता था कभी दोस्तों से शेयर करता था कुछ ना कुछ होदा लेता था और अपना गुजारा करता था अभी भी वही चल रहा है Things got so bad that his brother who came with him to India as a refugee went back to Afghanistan as he was unable to earn enough to sustain himself. During the lockdown Jamshed says he survived because of an Indian friend support. और मेरे एक दोस्त है वो इंडिया ने एक लड़की है वो मुझे सपोर्ट किया एक साल के अंदर उन्होंने पूरा मेरा खर्चा उठाया घर का किराया और खाना पीना जो भी प्रॉब्लम था उन्होंने मेरा ये खर्चा उठाया वो मेरा अच्छा दोस्त है वो मुझे हेल्प करता है तो इस लॉकडाउन की पूरा उन्होंने मेरा हेल्प किया वरना मैं ऐसा वक्त भी आ जाता कि मैं रोड पे रहूँ मतलब सड़क पे रहूँ उन्होंने ये नहीं चाह कि मैं रोड पे रहूँ उन्होंने मुझे सपोर्ट किया Zahra is the youngest in her family. She is its only breadwinner. The multiple deaths in her family have had devastating effects on her father and sister's mental health, and they are unable to work. My sister has secretary problem, and the problem is this: that whenever she hears some sad news, is she become unconscious and it is not something normal that uh, we say uh, because the doctor said it is not normal that um, you know in every sad news without any um, action she like uh, we feel if someone see her we say we think that she sleep but unfortunately like she uh, become unconscious and she's shouting whenever she's shouting and i cannot control her and this is the problem and my father also uh, she is uh, he's forgetting everything after that uh, she he become headache and uh, we i take to her take him to the doctor and doctor said is after is about uh, after that your mother passed away uh, she cannot tolerate this all and uh, the her uh, his asap is weak now and uh, you have to control this you should and uh, keep him happy but how we can take in this situation 
Zahra makes handicrafts for a private company. The pay varies with the amount of work she puts in, earning a minimum of 4000 rupees a month to a maximum of 12000 when her sister is able to help her. uh there are some handicrafts that i make like um till 1 o'clock at night i'm working and um waking up on um 7 or 8 o'clock working till night and um, sometimes the salary is very come less and sometimes it is good but um we are passing with this our life here and this month i did not get my salary yet it was uh, the three months the two months that we were working but i did not get my salary because the order is not finished yet whenever we uh, finish the order uh, on the time we get our salary how does zahra manage to juggle all these challenges she says she simply has no choice if i want if i don't want i have to deal with this all because if i don't there is no one to help us will people help my family no so i have to deal i'm forced to deal and um, these problems make me stronger from yesterday as i'm in eating girls now i'm saying my friends are um, studying they're going out they have fun time but i'm working and even cannot study It was so hard for me, but uh, as my mother was also saying, that you have to be a strong girl and um, deal with this all, and I have to deal. I asked them if things were different, if there was no Taliban, let's say, would they prefer being back in Afghanistan? Well, of course, of course. Like uh, Afghanistan is my country, and there was always like that wish when I, since I was in here in India, that maybe this day or maybe tomorrow or after that the situation will get better and I will return back to Afghanistan. Uh, because we know, like, nowhere is like your own country, right? Because uh, you grow up there, everybody is there with you, and you're all like it's your own country, of course. I'm just hopeful for a better future. To be honest, <laughs> there is nothing else that right now, especially in the last week. To be honest, for me and all other Afghans, our only hope was back in Afghanistan. That okay, one day we will return there and we will uh, work and live our lives there. But now I'm just like speechless. I don't know what happens and what will go on. But I'm just still hopeful for a better future, and I'm hoping that things will change for positive and for good. Of course that we miss our country you know whenever i come in india in uh, three first months i was uh, always crying always crying that here i don't have any friend i am not uh, i don't like here because i was just coming now to india so i was saying that i wanted to go back in afghanistan and i miss my country my friends my sister there but now of course sure if oh, and uh, one day if everything become good in afghanistan and we have our democracy in afghanistan the girls the all pupils uh, of course i want to go back in my country i really miss the beauties in afghanistan you know every country they have their own beauties and our country also uh, i am from the bamiyan province of afghanistan which is 
the most beautiful, I think, place which I um, have ever seen. I very I like uh, Bamiyan, and uh, there are the Buddhas um, idols, and there Bandi Amir, um, and I like everything about. I miss there a lot. If you want to learn about the historical and political context for what is happening in Afghanistan, tune into our episodes Spiraling Back into the Past, Afghanistan Then and Now. It is linked in the show notes. Please rate our podcast and leave a comment if you like it. Underreported and underrepresented stories can become mainstream only if it reaches more people. So please support us by visiting our contributing page on our website sunoindia.in or follow us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Thank you.